How good is that? How good is that? What a banger. How are you, you big banana? What a banger. I'm hey? good, mate. Good, mate. Very relaxed. Yeah. Very tanned. But I haven't been gaming, Pete, so I'm a little bit upset. Mate, you... I haven't done much gaming at all. Haven't you? I feel like I'm almost yeah. an imposter on this podcast for this week. Well, you've I'm been really up north. Gaming. Yeah, I know. And, and that's fair and, enough, and mate. I'll reiterate two things, Pete. One, mm. outdoors is overrated, <laughs> without question. And two, gaming, bloody gaming. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I don't mind going outdoors. I just prefer going out windows instead. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Hey, uh, reflex your bloody beauty. Wow. 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 So to kick things off, uh, we've got ourselves a, a cheeky nine-person raid as well. Um, that's bloody beautiful, as well as all of the, the genuine legends that we see week by week in chat, mate. Mm. It's, uh, it's beautiful to have you all in here. It really is. And I can tell you now, we've got a banger show coming up for you tonight as well. Um, so without further ado, let's stop pissing about, and I think we just dive in. What do you reckon? I reckon so. Here we go. Hey! Attack commences in 60 seconds. Welcome to the Game on Oz, the Goal Weekly Show, episode... 180? That'll do. I think so. I'll yeah. Check. No, I'll mate. That, you finish, I'll find out. That'll do. Uh, on the way tonight, the top three things gamers need to hear this week. The analog pocket. What is it? Why do you need it? Cheaters in hyperscape. How is Ubisoft dealing with them? And Valve boss Gabe Newell is stuck in New Zealand at the moment. And by the looks of things, he's absolutely loving it. We will bring you the latest as well as all of the stuff that you need to know to get involved in the G-Sports sessions we have coming up. Valorant is on the way. $1,500 worth of PLE amazingness for you to win, as well as our good mates at Quantum sending over Team Valor Packs too. Um, we've got new shows on the way we need to update you guys with. Game time edits for those of you that are content creators and yep. need some help. And, of course, the Chiefs Esports Club. Coach Seal will join us live tonight as well. Everything, mate. Get Absolutely on! everything. Let's go. All right, here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Game on. Game on. It's game time. Excellent. Game on. Game on. It's game time. Excellent. nice to be back. At 179, by the way, Pete. Oh, is it 179? I was getting ahead of myself. Hey, when? What's new, eh? What's new? Hey! Uh, Nathan Basser, um, I had to get in there as well, who, of course, won Red Bull Solo Queue. He'll be on the chat tonight, too. Um, But far out, there's so much to cover. But uh, as you mentioned, um, which may be off the air by the time this uh, turns into a podcast, thanks to our mates at Podcast One AU. Um, and hello to you listening right now as well. And hello to you guys watching on Twitch. Good to see you all in chat. Uh, you, you had quite the week last week, mate. You were up in Broome. Yeah, for my day job doing uh, content for a the breakfast show on Mix 94.5. We went to Broome and did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, so it's literally six days outdoors, sun cream every day. That must no, have been terrible. No gaming. I mean, bloody hell. You know, and people just don't understand when you say that. Mm. Normal, uh, not normal people. Abnormal people that don't get gaming. People. Yeah, they don't get it. Uh, you know, I'm saying, well, yeah, it was good. Yeah, mm. I got to see the Horizontal Falls. Yeah, mm. I got to catch a Golden Trevelli. Mm. Yeah, I got to have a Mud and Bubbles experience in Eco Beach. But did I bloody game? No. no. Mate, and let's be honest. Exactly. You can do all those things from the comfort of your couch. <laughs> why the hell would I you? Watch someone else Why would it? you go outside? <laughs> it's disgusting. I know. I know. 
Um, hey, mate, just a, a couple of things for us to get into just really quickly. We've got some updates here for you mm. before we get into... Uh, we might kick things off tonight with Game Time Edits, Excellent actually. choice of music. Thank you. Before we go on yeah, to the top three things that gamers need to hear this week. But um, some updates for all of you watching and listening right now. We've got plenty of stuff coming your way. The Goa team has been very, very hard at work. Uh, Goa G Sports Session 4. These are our little tournament events, free to plays that you can get involved in. Uh, you can go and get all the details and register your team at tournament.gameonoz.com. Uh, but we've got some great mates that have jumped on board. $1,500 Whoa. worth of PLE stuff. So I'm talking about uh, their brand new Battle Ball gaming chairs. They're really nice material Excellent. gaming yeah. chairs. Get a couple of those to be won. Uh, $750 of that will be PLE cash for you to spend on the website oh. for the for the first place team. I know, mate. Get around oh. it. Um, and I want to say hello because it's their first one. It's their first one. They're bestowing a lot of a lot of trust in us <laughs> to take care of their brand <laughs> along the way. Oh, okay. um, but to the team at Quantum yes. as well, Quantum, keeping your mind sharp while you're gaming, uh, they're going to be giving us uh, five Quantum packs for the team that shows us the most valour on the day. Oh, I like that. Me too. So remember, it's a free-to-play tournament, um, tournament.gameonoz.com. Limited spots as well, get by in, the way. Get Valorant. Get um, and by the way, if you've never played Valorant before, you don't know, you don't fork out cash to download the game either. It's a free-to-play yeah. game. So yeah, everything right. you need. 12 spots. That's it. 12 teams. 12 spots. That's it. Um, also, it's going to be live broadcast, as all of us ours, uh, as is, and um, on the front page of Twitch as well. Oh. Yeah, bloody huge, mate. Get in. Um, also, this Friday night is a huge night. It is our Dungeons and Dragons night. Mm. Yes. So, roll for damage. The legends over that community are going to be bringing us an amazing 20-week season of Dungeons and Dragons storied oh, epicness. Awesome. Yes, it's going to be bloody sensational. Bloody so, so, that's going to be live at twitch.tv slash Gammon Friday night. Make sure you get involved. Uh, and Monday, we've got a brand new one-on-one indie developer series detailing the lives and times and stories and tribulations of independent yes. developers from really amazing indie houses called Indie or Die. The drop lands Monday. Fantastic. There's a fair bit going on there, right. isn't it? Why would you go anywhere else? Well, exactly. If you love gaming, particularly. Exactly. More like no Taku. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love the guys over at Kotaku. I spoke to Alex Walker during the Did week. You? Yeah, yeah. How's he going? He called him and said hi. He says hello. Oh, good. Uh, and he's hello going back. very well. Excellent. Um, yep. Hey, listen, really quickly before we get into the top three things that gamers need to hear, uh, I have it on good authority that Vegemite Dangerous, who's the the bloke that, mate, he's the legend when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons. He'll be running Friday night. Um, he's free and available for a quick catch up. Ah. Should we go? Should we go and bloody get him? Bloody, we shall. I think we should go and bloody get him. All right. So just bear with us a little bit, guys, because actually, it's a good idea, Dan. A little bit of that, yeah, in the background is actually not such a bad idea. So just bear with us a minute while we get our good friend and counterpart, lovely man, on. Da, 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 da. Get out. No, I'm serious. We bloody have. Mate, he was there. He was waiting. He's good to go.
let's see here. Oh, look at him. Look at glorious. that. Oh, my glorious. God. He's glorious. I mean, seriously. like Always. Oh, Always. Oh, exactly. my goodness. Oh, Dan, we've lost you off the, we've lost you off the camera. That's I'm okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to make I'm, that sacrifice. I'm terribly sorry, but oh. you are you are one of the great legends, Dan, and we you will be missed. Um, <laughs> See you on the flip side. Vegemite Dangerous, what an absolute pleasure to have you on the show tonight, mate, and thank you very much for your time because I know that uh, you have a big night ahead of you. Is it puppy training school tonight? That's right. That's right. The new little puppy, taking that to puppy training school so she can get socialised. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me, though. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Mate, um, the pleasure is ours. Uh, as Mikado the Mouse said in chat, breathtaking. Genuinely <laughs> breathtaking. breathtaking. Uh, mate, Friday night is going to be an absolutely monster night. I can't begin to tell you how many times people are stopping me in the street around Perth, uh, waking me up in the middle of the night to let me know how excited they are. Um, just bloody knocking on my front door, finding my home and saying, oh my God, is this actually happening? I'm like, I've never met you before. Who are you? And they're like, Dungeons and what Dragons is, is coming. Uh, thanks to Roll for Damage to twitch.tv slash Game on Oz in a 20 week season. Uh, and it all kicks off on Friday night. What do you have in store Ooh, for yeah. us? Mate, there is so much planned. Uh, we've got the first four weeks, which we're going to be doing character interviews. So it'll start off with, with me telling you about the setting, getting you revved up for the game. Then you'll meet the players and their characters. Then we're doing a big you know, group session. Then we actually start the show. And this campaign is massive. I have written it from the ground up. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm playing within an established D&D setting, which I haven't seen used very much. So we're playing in Eberron, um, which is a bit different. Let's put it that way. It's D&D with a twist. Um, so we've got some really cool things that are going to subvert your, your subjection. We've got custom artwork that we've brought along from our famous Brabby. We've got uh, an intro that's going to be aired with the show, a Saturday morning kids vibe. It's, uh, it, it's, it's massive. And the same excitement that you guys are experiencing is happening all through our community. Everybody is just constantly, what is happening this Friday? Um, and I'm getting the same messages on the constant from people. Uh, yeah, I'm getting goosebumps. It's it's I'm getting goose just thinking about it, um, mate. When you say something like so, for for me, who's uh, who's only just recently new to to Dungeons and Dragons, um, you know, you say something like uh, you've written this from the ground up, um, completely new realm and very exciting with Eberron. How does it differ from what people are used to when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons? Something like Eberron. All right, so so Eberron is sort of a different place to play. Usually, when you play D and D. Uh, most people will play in what's, what's the standard fantasy setting called Forgotten Realms. And that is like what you come to expect from like almost a token-esque thing. Uh, you have you know, your elves, your goblins, your Eskimos. Uh, this is slightly different because it's set in what I would call uh, almost Magitech. It's like steampunk, but with magic uh, setting. And everything is just slightly tilted. So where you would usually think things like uh, like elves and dwarves being the ancient race that was sort of like the high society, goblins are actually the high society in ancient Eberron. Um, you know, you see a bunch of different things being being pushed forward rather than uh, rather than the standard you know high fantasy setting. Yeah. So when you're used to you know elves fighting goblins and orcs, you're probably going to be seeing. Um, 
halflings riding dinosaurs fighting demons. It is a lot different. It's D&D with a twist. It's like a lemon wedge in your soda. Oh, <laughs> God. Hey, mate, right? tasty. seriously, Dan, how often have we been at lunch? And I've said to you from across the table when I was sitting there with a soda, thinking to myself, you know what's missing from this? A bloody lemon wedge. Yeah. How often have I said that to you? And I I retorted with maybe a lime wedge. Yeah, no, 100%. Citrus family. Citrus family. Right? This is is what after D is. A citrus twist (laughs) on what everybody knows as Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) That's that's it, guys. That's the headline right there. (laughs) Oh, far out. Mate, it's going to be great. Now, just quickly, mate, uh, one more, because we we know you, you know, you're very busy tonight, but... um, uh, what can you tell us about the team that you've put together to roll this show out? I'm trying to keep everything as tight-knit as I can, as tightly packed in, so quiet is what we're keeping it, particularly because there is a competition going on at the moment in my Discord um, where someone's uh-huh. giving away a $20 Steam gift voucher for guessing the race of a particular character. Hello. So I can't give you too much, uh, oh, but yeah. what I can tell you is each one has been uniquely placed in this. And now they've worked with me over the last three months, developing these characters to make sure that each one is highly unique. They all have something that is really different. Uh, Where you would see someone who was playing a bard, you might see them playing it completely different to what you would expect. They're not going to be singing. They're not going to be telling jokes. They're doing something completely different. Oh. Where you're going to be seeing someone who is a wizard, you might be seeing them making machines. It is just twisted. As oh. I said, lemon wedge, right? Citrus, that lemon wedge. Citrus flavor. The citrus flavor. You've, <laughs> yeah, walked in, you've walked in, you're looking at the fridge, right? You've seen all the standard Coca-Cola and stuff like that, and you go, you know what? That's the one that I want. I want the Coca-Cola with a the, with the citrus twist. That's roll for damage. You're only human. You're only human. Uh, 100%, mate. Well, it's going to be an absolute treat. Uh, what time are we kicking off on Friday night? That uh, should be 6 p.m., I believe. We, we go live. Um, so make sure you're there nice and early. Get, get your seat up front because yep. um, it's going to be massive. We've got Nova One, who is, is playing our interviewer. He's going to be interviewing each person from the group as we go through the weeks. Um, and then he'll be back again for our table talk sessions as well. So he'll be around and he'll be floating around in chat as well to help out the morning. So yeah, all I can say is be there or be square or be square and be there. It's probably <laughs> the best way to put it. Or be what I found during the week. Uh, I think it's it, the the term for a twenty side is something like an isocahedron or something like that. I'm gonna I'm just gonna double check that because um, yeah. no no you're right it's Alaska uh, icosahedron icosahedron. Yeah. There you go. That's the one. Yep. Get around, you bloody boy. I'm giving myself one of these. Hey. Uh, so Roll for Damage <laughs> is bringing you a 20-week season of Dungeons & Dragons. We're speaking with the man himself, Vegemite Dangerous, uh, right now. Mate, we'll leave you to it. Have yourself a great night. Enjoy the rest of your week. And bring on 6 o'clock Friday night as Friday we night. dive into this 20-week season. Oh, mate, I'm excited. Thank you again for having me, guys. It's been lovely. No and I'll see you on Friday. No okay. Worries. Good luck at puppy see training. Bye. That's Western Standard Time, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah, it'll be Western Standard so Time. One hundred percent. Eight o'clock Eastern Standard. Eight time. o'clock Eastern, my good sir. Shall we bring you? Well, let's bring you back in. Me. Oh, look, Hi. There you are. <laughs> Dan, welcome. Hi. Uh, and also welcome to Mad Triller TV. Your bloody legend. Your bloody legend. Um, who's watching in chat right now? Mm. Hello to you. If you are listening to this on the podcast, once it is live. Mm. 
So we've gotten through a fair bit, mate, and we're not even into the top three things that no, Gabby's need to hear this week. So shall we just bloody dive Let's in? Let's bloody do it. Let's go on. bloody go do on. it. I'm going to start you off with a question, Pete, please. Item one, what is the analog pocket? I'm glad you asked, Dan. Yes. I'm very glad you asked. Now, I'm very excited about this because um, you know I'm a Game Boy tragic. Yes. I've had well, every Game Boy console. Famously since, a Game Boy tragic. Very much yes. so. Since DMG001, um, I've had every single one. And I'll tell you a little story. Uh, I'll tell you a little story about a, a young a young Peppy. Young Pedro. Back in the day. A young Pedro. Who was just so bloody excited? Um, I, I I think we've all been there. We've all been there, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so bloody excited for Christmas, you know. And I'll, oh, I'll tell you nice. a little bit about this, right? Yes. Uh, it was Christmas morning, and nineteen eighty nineteen eighty nine nineteen ninety. A uh, five year old Petey wakes up, looks around. There's mum and dad. Santa's been. Santa has been. He has been. There's a couple of little things underneath the underneath the Christmas tree, which is lovely. But that wasn't all. (laughs) They go, come on, Santa's been outside. Come and have a look. And we're like, okay, we'll go and have a look. All right. Out we go. And we walk into the backyard. And we had a very big backyard. They still live there. It's a quarter acre. Huge shed on the backyard, but you have to actually walk, you know, probably 20, 30 meters. Um, just through the actual uh, the decking of the back porch right. to get to the yep. concrete yep. behind that to get anywhere near the shed. So we've walked out there, and there was a little um, brick wall as well, like a half wall, mm-hmm. about 50 metres away from the back door. And I've looked around. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's nothing here. And then they've gone, oh, just go past the, the brick wall. And I've gone past, and my brother's gone past as well. And standing up against the back shed with a little bow on it was a bike. Now, this man, young Pete, he looked at it and I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, like, they were like, that's not for you. My brother ran up. He loved it. That's great. Yeah. They said, you turn around. And lo and behold, behind me as I turned around to my right, yep. looking down just behind the brick wall, I still remember it clear as day, yeah, yeah. laying up against the brick wall was a boxed, Game Boy DMG oh. 001. Oh. oh my god! I mean, Did seriously, your little heart just jumped for joy. I mean, I, oh. I can't. I've had that same feeling. Yeah, it exploded. Exploded. Yeah, and it was the one that came with everything. Uh, it had Tetris in it. Yeah, oh the batteries. It had the the headphones with the red and the blue. Yeah. Uh, no L and R's back then. No, red and blue no, is how you figured yes, out which ear. Yes, yes. Um, and I just, I just, to this very day, I just, oh, I just cherish those moments. So yeah, yeah, yeah. going back a long time, I'm yeah. a, I've been a Game Boy fan for a long time. Um, now this excites me because you said, what is the analog pocket? Mm. And it's finally got a release date. Um, analog is the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, FPGA based handheld is what the product is called. Yep. And it's capable of playing games from several libraries, including, and most importantly, the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. Now, oh, for those cool. of you who remember a little device called the Game Boy Pocket, yes. right? The Game Boy Pocket, and I'm going to lift this up, um, was very much shaped like a mobile phone, mm. right? In terms of you, the length of it mm. um, from bottom to top. Yep. And the thickness, about twice the thickness yep. of a mobile phone. Yep. Uh, and it still had the little cartridge slot in the back where you popped the cartridges in and then flicked it on. It looks very much like a Game Boy Pocket. 
Now, the idea behind this is for it to play all of those games from different libraries and stuff. Um, it's going to start shipping May next year, and pre-orders will be available from August 3. So we're just a few days away. In fact, by the time this podcast is ready, we're around the corner from it. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be $200 USD. So what are we talking there? Three, three fifty, thereabouts. But considering that um, there's a lot of stuff that actually comes with it, this is actually quite good pricing. Do the games come with the... Games don't come with it, so... so is it like a, a lot, like a streaming thing or something? Is it, is it? No, no. Like, it's a, it's a... If you've got a whole heap of little cartridges oh, still floating around, because yeah, I've yeah, still got yeah, all yeah, of my yeah, old yeah, Game yeah, Boy cartridges. Yeah, yeah, Guess great. what? This thing will take them. That's great. And you'll be able to play them. Not only will you be able to play them, these are some of the things coming your way as well. Hi, by the way, to Dorian Gray 770 who uh, I don't think we've seen in chat mm. before as well. So Hi, it's, Dorian. It's, Lovely to have you here, Dorian Gray. That's a great name, too. It's beautiful. It is a great name. Um, six to ten hours of playtime. Wow, that's cool. Wow. Because uh, it's got its uh, 4300 mAh battery, so internal battery, and I assume it'll be rechargeable. Uh, plus ten hours plus of sleep time. Uh, it can be put into sleep mode and awakened by pressing the power button. Also, it means that you can pause your games whenever and put it into sleep mode and then come back to them. Oh, that's cool, like. too. Yeah, yeah. It's very like cool. Um, original display modes is the thing that's got me the most excited because it makes the pockets display look like the original handhelds. Ah. So, the, like, it's, it's very like, nice. It's very HD and all that sort of stuff if you want. Um, but the pocket display, uh, if you want, you can change it. So, you can play your Game Boy, your Game Boy Colors, your Game Boy Advance games if you're playing the original hardware. Um, the analog pockets capable of being docked into a separate device so you can play it on your television. Mm. So all those old games. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't cool know too. if you remember, um, it was a Super Nintendo Entertainment System cartridge, right? And it had a Game Boy slot in the front of it. Yeah. And you used to plug it into your Super Nintendo yeah. and then put your Game Boy cartridges into that cartridge. Yeah, yeah. and then you could play them. And there. you could play them on the television. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, supports up to four controllers via Bluetooth. So if you've got multiplayer games from those uh, particular titles, you can actually play multiplayer huh. via Bluetooth. That's cool too. Cool. Um, link cable multiplayer. That's a little bit of a throwback, I reckon, because the Game Boy, the way that you used to connect with everybody is through the link cable. You remember link yeah, cable? Yeah, I do, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, cable sold separately, by the way. <laughs> of course. Um, and a heap of new accessories, including a transparent hard case, a tempered glass screen protector, a USB-C power supply, and cartridge adapters for Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket Color, and Atari Lynx. While you can buy a screen protector, the analog pockets display is made of Gorilla Glass. Mm. Excuse me. Which produces a screen that's about the three times the thickness of most smartphones. So, mate... I'm pumped for this, uh, and I'm just going to quickly show you and show the people watching um, what it looks like. What it looks like, but that's it there. Have you pre-ordered? No, not yet. So oh, pre-orders aren't ready for a few oh, days. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you will be pre-ordering. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I cannot wait. So it very much looks like, as I mentioned, the um, the bloody Game Boy Pocket yeah. from back in the day. And uh, well, clearly, um, <laughs> rem- um, reinvigorate even more the retro market. Of going to these, you know, retro places and buying old cartridges. Yeah, mind. yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, for example, here in Perth, you've got Mad Retro, Sinner, uh, over in Gosnells, the railway markets there, who still sells all of that sort of stuff. And um, a lot of those cartridges are a dime a dozen. Yeah. And for the price you pay for them, um, you get so much out of yeah. them, so much nostalgic entertainment, which is very That's cool. epic. Love Let's it. move on to the second thing that gamers need to hear this week. Oh. Uh, Ubisoft's Hyperscape. 
Oh my goodness! You bastards! Uh, not you. Not them. You're not, not, them. not, not them. We love you, Yubi. Yeah, yeah. We love you very much. Um, oh, by the way, a couple of things just happened. Uh, thanks for the follow, Dorian Grace seventy. Thank you, Dorian. Seven seven. That's lovely. Um, glad to have you along. And Arion subscribed. And you know what? Jesus, subscribed for ten months. Arion, shut the front door, mate. It's bloody good shut to have you here. the front door. Love you, babe. All right. Um, Ubisoft's Hyperscape. Cheaters abound. All right. Now, Hyperscape is their brand new Battle Royale, um, but obviously it's being targeted by hackers and cheaters. Piss off, please. Piss I, off. Like, honestly, piss, piss off. off. Um, the amount of times. What did I? What? There's no game is safe from them. I've got a saying here, Peog. You keep talking. I've got a saying that I've proposed to you about this. Yeah? Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? No, no, one more thing. I do have one more thing to say. <laughs> Piss off. The saying is, what? if you choose to hack, then off your fucking rack. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Dan. Well said, mate. No, seriously, hackers and cheaters... Because I'm having, and we'll have a big question later about this, but COD's rife with it as well. Mm. And it's something I've never got in, um, I don't get how you can feel better about winning a game by doing what you have to do to illegally win it. Mm. I, I just don't understand that. Um, just get better by playing it. And, and you know, like, like organically, don't go and alter code and do whatever you do to... <laughs> Whilst... Whilst, Dan, I um, do not condone it, there's only one thing, because I actually sat down and gave this some thought, and I thought, um, you know, surely nobody feels good about cheating, right, in the way that these guys particularly do or hack. Um, Because from a personal point of view, you don't get anything out of it, as you mentioned. Mm. But there is one thing that maybe uh, they do, and that is that there is actually genuinely a market for people selling accounts with a whole heap of cosmetic items that they've grinded oh, away. Yeah, okay. So say, for example, you know, you, the, the best way to do it is uh, to maximize your effort is to win these games and win these matches and be number one and get the chicken dinners. Win the grind, right? You get the most out of it um, and quickest. Maybe that's the reason why a lot of them do it because th- there is a huge market for it. Huge market for, um, I'm going to call it black market. I'm call it black yeah, market like it, yeah. sales of games accounts. Um, just quickly, I have to say this. Somebody's redeemed some um, it- talk Italian points. Uh, <laughs> say piss off in Italian. Okay. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you bloody heck! <laughs> you stupid bastard heck! <laughs> piss off, you bastard! <laughs> piss off, you bastard! That'll do. If, if they ever do a Mario, you know, cartoon where it's a racy Mario, a naughty Mario, can you be the voice? Hundred percent, mate. I'd be oh more than my happy god! To. I'd be more than happy to. Yeah, it'd be an honour. <laughs> um, Ubisoft. The good thing about Ubisoft is they're getting ahead of the curve with this. They've actually come out and said that they are, from their own data and feedback, popping up more and more. They're talking about cheaters, and they are treating them with the highest of priorities. Um, they're using the battle eye technology, which people might actually be quite familiar with. It's triggered when players into matchmaking. Uh, you might have seen videos of hacks and other manipulations of the map in the lobby and training areas of the game, but that's because battle eye doesn't actually kick in until matchmaking actually happens. Right. 
Also, by the way, I'm sorry. Um, Reflex also redeemed some points earlier. Oh. Uh, an Italian. Yeah. Okay. Guys, we can't spend the whole night what's me he, doing Italian what's, accent. What's he want? He wants it. Here we go. Valorant Torni Torni got me all sloppy. Bippity boopity. Valorant Torni got got me all sloppy. There you go, mate. Enjoy that. God, what a. What a highlight. What a dog's breakfast that well, was. That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> back to this. Battle-like <laughs> technology for anti-cheat. Uh, Ubisoft says it has direct lines of communication with the devs and the anti-cheat tools to help find and remove bad actors. Anyone using hacks will have their accounts flagged within minutes of detection. Uh, and by the way, they have banned more than 10,000 accounts for cheating thus far. Already? Mm. Yeah, okay. Free to play, get along and check it out. Um, free to play, anything is good, and you get to have a bit of fun. Hyperscape is actually quite a good game. I'm enjoying oh, I'm it. I'm going to so. have to have a look at it, I think. Yeah, please do. Mm. Final thing, mate, what do we got? So, uh, Valve boss Gabe Newell is stuck in NZ because of COVID or brew. And uh, during the week, revealed his console choice. Now, can I have a drum roll, please? Oh, you may. I think yes, this, this needs a drum roll. So for those who don't know, Gabe Newell is the co-founder and president of Valve. <laughs> I need another drum roll in it. Oh, okay. Uh, worth $4 billion bucks, PS. So a choice doesn't really count, kick it with him because he can just go and buy 100 of either, PS4 or Xbox. Mate, he'd get given them. Well, he would, he that's, he'd yeah, that's what bloody happens. Anyway, but... And I'm going to quote here. I don't have a stake in that race. Obviously, we do most of our development on personal computers. This is speaking on behalf of Valve. Mm -hmm. But of the two, PS4 or Xbox, I would definitely go with a... Oh, you want the drum roll again? All right. <clears throat> here we go. He would definitely go with an... Xbox. Oh, Sorry, I, I slipped. Bullshit, where's your ding ding? I don't know. I can't find it anymore. So, he didn't. He did not elaborate as to why he thinks Xbox is better than PlayStation, but I seem to think it's because he used to work for Microsoft. Ah, uh, you reckon? Pre-Valve, a bit of that. Pre-Valve, he worked at Microsoft. Yeah. So it's a bit of a free kick to Bill Gates. <sighs> anyway, mm. apparently still stuck in NZ. Um, he is throwing a massive party for Auckland called We Love Aotearoa. Mate, Aotearoa. <laughs> Excuse me. I hope I've um, pronounced that right. Reflex, you can tell us if uh, we haven't. Um, but I'm sure it's Aotearoa. You see it around um, on people's cars. Like, uh, you see it around on people's cars. What we love? No, Aotearoa. I, I was right. Were you I, right? Well, I don't know. Um, no, Reflex is saying, you ruined it. Wow. Stop. <laughs> Fuck. Stop. Jesus. <laughs> We're just simple Australians. Though. Actually, sorry. Like sorry, I've got to read that. It's Reflex saying it. So he's actually saying, oh, yeah. you ruined it, bro. Well, stop. Fuck. Stop. Jesus. I <laughs> uh, oh, love it. So there you go. Mate, can you spell it phonetically, please, Reflex? Please spell it phonetically. One of the biggest gaming dudes of all time has backed the Xbox, mm. which... Uh, Obviously suits me, doesn't suit you, Pete, but that's life. Nah, look, um, between you and me, it is a dead heat between the Xbox and the PlayStation in our household right now. Really? Oh, uh, here we go. It's A-O-T-R-O-A. A-O-T-R-O-A. 
Aotearoa. Aotearoa. Aotearoa, bro. Aotearoa. Mm. Mm. Maybe I'll, if I put it into a sentence. Aotearoa, bro. <laughs> that might be better. <laughs> what does it mean, reflex? I'd like to know what it means, please. Um, yeah, look, we're a dead heat in our household at the moment, but I kind of feel like we're at a stage right now in the life cycle of technology. Yeah. Um, well, you said, uh, we just call it New Zealand, but it landed along white cloud. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Fair enough. Palmsey 05. Welcome to chat, you little beauty. Good to have you. Um, so where was I? So the console wars, I feel like. We're genuinely at a stage right now mm. where the next generation of consoles, hardware-wise, I feel like we've hit a ceiling. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Where where do we go from here? Yeah. Um, and I think the the point of difference will be the titles that will be available, the exclusive, titles, the exclusive yeah. titles yeah. that will be because available. even the crossplay, and we've talked about this in a very early podcast about advice to give to other people about which console to buy. It's always or what have their friends got? But that's sort of becoming relevant because you can play against PlayStation players yep. now if you're an Xbox and vice versa. So, yeah, I think you're dead right. It comes down to that it's now the on the uh, respective individuals that in each of those businesses that work on the original exclusive titles because mm. mm-hmm. that's what's going to drive sales now. Well, something like, okay, so for example, um, you know, Xbox has me very excited with titles announced like, Halo Infinite, yeah. um, Fable, uh, yeah, like I, Fables. Oh my God, Fable Three was awesome. Yeah, so holy, holy balls, crap! Wow, that's wicked. But PlayStation has me incredibly excited because yeah. you know we're going to see Spider Man, Miles Morales, yeah. um, off the top of my head, and Sticks, who's in chat at the moment. Please roll out a few exclusives; that'd be great. But you know, we know we're going to be able to look forward to some absolute. Um, vintage IP like God of War, for example. Um, yeah. The next Horizon yeah. is on the horizon. Yeah. Pardon the pun, yeah. but uh, you know, like it's yeah, it's titles that will divide us. Are we getting to a point as gamers, Pete? And I'm talking about console gamers here because there is a difference between PC gamers. But I'm a console gamer, or probably always will be. Mm. Are we getting to a point where any gamer worth their salt, aka you, me, and everyone watching and listening to this podcast, clearly? Mm. We'll go and buy both consoles. I sort of think we are. Who can afford both consoles, though? Not me! I can't Not either. Me! Like, I can't either. I know Ariond will. I'm going to write about this for the Game Vimes On website, will. but I'm going through a situation where uh, one of my other children wants a Switch, so I'm going to have to buy two Switches. Yeah, there you go. So, Demika already has. Blue Streak's planning on getting them both. Reflex might. There you go. Farmer says he can't afford both. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah. You know. But you, what you might do is, you know, buy one and then enter every competition in the history of the world to get the other one. Mate, 100%. <laughs> um, keep an eye out, by the way, for any competitions we might run. Ooh. Ooh. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yeah, little beauty. That's wink, wink is in the way when I tickle my son. I have to. He, I can't stop until he says, "You're a legend, Dad." Yeah. So he goes, "That's oh. cute." Yeah, and then he goes, "You're a legend, Dad." And then I'll stop. He goes, oh, "Wink, wink." <laughs> <laughs> Bloody love it, mate. Let's go. Um, so there you go. Um, well look, Gabe Newell is throwing his hat in the ring for Xbox. Big but Gabe it might be more personal than anything else. I think so, uh, maybe he's just a fan of those games. By the way, I have reached out to Valve 
And I have my fingers crossed that while Gabe Newell is this close to Australia, we might be able to get a hold of him. So um, we've got some people, some movers and shakers uh, who are doing a little bit of groundwork on our behalf. Um, but here you go, Sticks, Horizon, Spider-Man, Gran Turismo, Ratchet and Clank, Demon Souls, Grand Project Turismo, yes. Um Oh, he's in Reflex's basement. Oh, is he? Hmm. Mate, you don't even have to let him out. Like, just patch him in. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Um, hey, we've got a great interview coming up very soon with Nathan, Bath- Nathan Basser, who has crowned the Red Bull Solo Q mm. national champion, uh, and um, his coach, Coach Seal, Chris Lee. C-E-L. Uh, very soon as well. But do you want to give something away? Yes, I bloody do, I'd bloody love to give something away as well, man. Oh, here we go. I got a new game. Have you? Yeah. You want to hear what it is? Yeah, I do. It's called Goer's Fastest Fingers First. I like it. I like it too. Eddie Maguire's It's still on. It is. Uh, You're talking about Millionaire Hot Seat. Yeah. Um, So here's the deal. I got a $50 PLE gift code that we will give to somebody tonight. Now... The rule is, if you have won something from Game on Australia in the last 30 days, you cannot enter. So, chat, I'm watching you right now. You cannot enter. <laughs> Pete knows too. I know. You know everything. The reason why it's called Fastest Fingers First is because I am going to read out a question. No, Reflex staff cannot answer. <laughs> I'm going to read out a question, and the first person to type the answer in chat scores a gift card. Wow. Now... You could use your fingers to go searching in Google really quickly. That might be your fastest fingers first. Or you could use your fingers because you know straight away the answer. And bang, you pop it in there. Now, for those of you who are watching right now in chat and are not eligible to win, I'm talking about Goa staff, of course. And those of you that have won something in the last 30 days, please do not drop the answer. Yes. If you know it, don't drop the answer. Wait for someone say who's ba- eligible to say, be able to win. Say it. back off the keyboard in Italian. Back off of the keyboard. <laughs> yes. All right, mate. Uh, so here it is. God, I, love, I love this. I love so this do I. I love this. Anticipation. Just palpable. It's anticipatory. Yeah, whoa. Uh, nice. Sticks, I swear to God, man, if you dive in, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Uh, I'll just, I'll be here. Um, okay. Oh, I'll break you, Sticks. I'll break you. <laughs> oh, God. Your question is, what is the word that I'm thinking of? A five-letter word meaning short story was revealed as an up-and-coming Xbox Games showcase game as an exclusive. What is it? Go. Come on. I know the answer. So do I. Well, you wrote it. Vimesy got it. Vimesy! It is! Fable. 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 You know, the interesting thing about this um, is that uh, Palmsy05 wrote Fable, but wrote F-A-B-E-L. Like, after Ooh. Vimesy. Yeah. But I'm like, if she'd written it before before Vimesy, spelt it wrong, as fast as figures first, yeah, the only yeah. way they can get there in yeah, chat, yeah. I mean, would we yeah. award it? No, well, no. You, oh, you know, you know how I feel about spelling, Peter. Yeah, I know you. Oh, yeah, no, I massive, agree. Yep. Massive on it. 
Yep, very massive. Hey, mate, uh, I'm thinking what we do is we um, dive in and go to big question. All right. Uh, and then we can come back and we finish off the show with uh, this great interview great. that we have with great Chief idea. C Sports Club. What do you think? Great idea. All right. Do you like that? I like Love that it. as well. You ready? Yep. I have a squad of people that I play COD with weekly called the Awesome Patrol. There's quite a few. The Awesome Patrol. (laughs) We go out and we be awesome. Bloody brilliant. Now, thank you. you. Wonderful. Thank you. We found COD to be a particularly glitchy game. I don't know how much you're experiencing it, but there's all shit that happens in the lobby that, you know, people drop out, people drop in. It's it pisses you off, pisses mm. off. But anyway, we get through that. Mm-hmm. The one thing I think that hasn't worked for this game in terms of an equity and uh, enjoyable experience mm. is the cross-platform play, but not between PlayStation and Xbox people. It's mm. between the consoles and the PCs. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff going around online. I might be wrong, but I've seen stuff where the PC players see more. Uh, we've got a thing in our awesome patrol where we think the mouse means you're just that much quicker then pushing a joystick left or right to turn, you know, so it's an, an uneven level, uh, uneven playing field. And I know I'm saying that as a console player, like it sounds like I've got sour grapes, but that's just what we think. That makes, makes sense. I asked the awesome patrol this question mm. two to three minutes ago, bear 100 freaking percent. The question is, sorry, should infinity wars separate console players from PC players in the cross platform option? Mm. Bear says 100 freaking percent. Mm-hmm. Duma, yeah, absolutely. I think the effort to level the playing field is admirable, but particularly if you're just playing six and six multiplayer and matchmaking isn't an issue, then why bother? Uh, Matthew St. Gillum, 1,000 freaking percent. Ronnie P. Corbett. Oh, no. Yes, yes. Says, yep. <laughs> Big Shawnee says, bingo, yes. And Nolsey wrote, the biggest issue on the planet at the moment, at the moment COVID is second. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and so, that's a huge call and justified. So the question, the big question is for anyone, should Infinity Ward separate console players from PC players in cross-platform or should that at least be an option? I love this question. What's your thoughts on it? I'm all for it. <sighs> By definition of the advantage, as someone who plays a lot of PC now, yes. by definition of the advantage that you get by having a keyboard and mouse, the flick that you can achieve, um, the accuracy of being able to aim with a mouse, I believe there should be a difference. Now, there's an aim assist when it comes to... Yes, and Tell me there true. isn't. There's aim assist that, right. when it comes console, to yep, yep. controls and pads. Don't have it on, by the way. I'll oh, get so. stuffed. Um, but I think... I And this is, you know, this is somebody who was playing Overwatch on console oh, yes. back in the day. yes. And I used to talk about this. You could tell the ones that were playing with an adapted keyboard and mouse. You 100% yeah, could. Yeah. I don't give a shit what anybody says. No, no. You absolutely 100% could. Yeah. I was fresh under vanilla in that game. And in the first week, I could tell yeah. the difference between people playing with pads yeah, yeah. and people playing yeah, with, with adapted yeah. keyboard and mice. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I believe there is a place for... 
Uh, I I like the inclusivity. Yes, so of, I, I do you know, too. Opening it up and going, yeah. everybody dive in. Well, it means too you find, and this is the this is the thing you have to think about because you do find a game a bit quicker mm. because there's more people to look for. Mm. So there's an advantage to it too. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Um, look, I, I think that uh, I think we're too far down the track in terms of trying to combine everybody to play against each other in the cross console race that we should be separating people. I, I think there's a place for people using keyboard and mice to pair up and go against and play with and cross-platform with mm. console players. Mm. Um, what could be an option is uh, considering how much control developers do have over matchmaking in games these days. Overwatch is a perfect example of that. Um, why, don't we, why don't they just add in a little toggle box where you can say to the game, don't cross-console me. Yes. So cross cross platform's fine, but not cross it's more the piece. Don't cross platform me. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. well, um uh COD has that. But the games take a, we did that on one night, we were so pissed off and we turned it off just the Xbox because we're all on Xbox and it took forever to find a game. So we actually right. went back to cross platform, right? One thing one one option I have Thanks, if, they're, Bacon. if they're gonna keep it mm. is just stop the PC players from jumping. They can't jump. Because we, cause we can't jump in cross play in, in, in the... What do you mean you can't jump? Well, you can't. You can't. Like, it's much easier to jump on, on PC because you just press the jump the jump button. Space button. Whatever it is. Space yeah, button. It's much harder to do in... How, what do you mean it's much harder to do? Well, I don't know. What do you do? In the... In the... I don't know, man. I use a pad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you do. I don't use a pad. Do I use... What? Do you jump? Of course I jump. That's the hardest thing. It's part of the game. No, it's, it's not. It's like you when you play Fortnite and you don't build. Like, that's, <laughs> well, that is true. You're I only don't... half playing. For, you're just playing night. You're, not, you're missing the fort part. It's much harder to jump on a on a controller than it is on a PC. Mm. And jump jumping targets are hard to shoot. <laughs> oh, I'm really sad I've got sound grapes now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, stop jumping. Hey, you stop jumping, you bloody bastard. <laughs> that's what are, what's the chat saying? Uh, the chat Hopefully. is saying... You don't want to know what the chat's oh, don't know. Saying. Nah, the chat's saying you just press the space bar. Yeah, on the uh, Natty WWC console players can't jump. Ha 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 ha. It's much uh, harder. A lot of people are just saying, Dan, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Natty oh, well, WW, great, great nod to crisscross. We'll help you jump. Criss -cross oh, I like it. Jump, jump, jump. Yep, the Mac Daddy make you jump, jump. jump. Um, Geez, we better not sing that too much. We might get DMCA'd. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll put it on our socials mm -hmm. and let's see what the uh, community has to say. I think it's a great idea, mm. mate. But thank you very much. Mm. All right. Uh, the final thing that we have to do tonight, I'm very excited about this uh, Red Bull solo queue. After three weeks of intense competition, Nathan Basser was officially crowned the Red Bull Solo Q National Champion for Australia. It means he now joins the Chiefs Esports Club League of Legends Academy program. For those of you who don't know, uh, the vast majority, I think it's all of them now, of the OPL teams, the Oceanic Pro League, the professional circuit in our region for League of Legends. Uh, each one of them has an academy team as well that play in a thing called the OCS, the Oceanic Challenger Series. Um, Nathan has now, because of this competition, joined their academy team. Mm. Uh, and we'll also go on to represent, this is cool, he'll be donning the green and gold to oh. represent Australia represent. in the Red Bull Solo Q finals at an international level yes. in December of this year. He'll be coached by Chris Lee, who's the coach of the Chiefs OPL team, and I had a chance to catch up with them both only a couple of hours ago. Uh, feel free to take a look.
Red Bull solo queue is done. Nationals are over. We found our winner and it's time to prepare for internationals as well. And that is why I'm joined by Coach Chris from the Chiefs and, of course, our national champion for Red Bull solo queue, Nathan Basser as well, who I'm told this is the sort of introductory music we should be throwing out there. It's an absolute favourite of his. Tell me, Nath, is this the sort of thing that pumps you up before you dive into something like Red Bull Solo Q, a little bit of Harry Styles or what? Yeah, as long as it's one of those, you know, a bit more upbeat songs, not something a bit soft like uh, Falling. But yeah, definitely. Yep, fair enough. Hey, uh, guys, welcome to Game on Australia. It's great to have you both here. We've got so much to talk about, so much to cover. It's really exciting seeing an event like Red Bull Solo Q uh, here in this country. But Nathan, for... Those of us who are watching and who might be listening to this on the Game on Australia podcast as well, can you talk us through Red Bull Solo Q? What is it exactly? Um, so it was just, as far as I understand it, uh, competition all over Australia, uh, different people signing in online, playing open to all ranks, just everyone who wants to try it to become the best solo queue player in Australia. And there was eight qualifiers, I believe. And in each of those qualifiers, the top two from each of those qualified for the finals. So a top 16. Uh, and I was lucky enough to win it, thankfully. Uh, I was very happy about it. Now, uh, look, off the air, um, Coach Chris of the Chiefs, who's also here as well, said, hey, you're an absolute champion. And now he gets an opportunity to jump on this journey with you. Um, as part of this journey, he'll be coaching you on your way to representing this great country in internationals as well. Um, so I'll come to you, Coach, in just a second about this. But to you, Nath, what makes a great solo queue player in League of Legends? Um, I think that between the tournament itself and solo queue, there was a bit of a differentiation. Like I was lucky that in this tournament, a lot of the other things you have to think about in solo queue, you don't need to, you don't need to play map play. You don't need to play other people. It was just a, a strict one-on-one. -on -one. And I was, I was happy. The guy in that truck's following me. We kind of exchanged words at an intersection and now he's, he's road raging. Sounds like you're waking up. Unhinged in cinemas, July 30 for that because some of those other skills I'm probably lacking in but uh, that was mostly what it, it came down to it's just straight 1v1 play uh, backing, farming harassing, all these sort of things so, and luckily I was better on it on the day So, What do you mean better on it on the day? Like you can't just say I was better on it on the day, like you obviously had have to be pretty good at this game to be able to get as far as you do and then obviously take take the championship out as well I don't want to talk myself up yet. Maybe after the training, maybe after, after I've been coached a little bit, then I can talk myself up. Ah, oh, that's good. That's a little bit of humility. That's what we like to see when you're representing us on the world stage. Now, coach, I'd love to come to you as somebody who's obviously got such a great track record uh, with the Chiefs in the OPL and for League of Legends, having even handed uh, a few losses to the team that I represent uh, from time to time. Um, to you, mate, what makes, uh, what makes a great solo queue player? I think a uh, great solo queue player. Hmm. I think just someone with good decision-making, just solid, solid decision-making, someone who's able to uh, look at situations that might seem chaotic to other people um, in a really uh, almost neutral way and to just, just break down the win conditions and just play for them. So I think that, that's what makes a good solo queue player. 
Um, it, what's the what's a huge difference between a, a solo cue player and um, and I suppose for you, even to the point of actually coaching a solo cue player versus coaching a team, what's the differences between coaching a solo cue player versus coaching an actual OPL team? I think um, it just comes down to who you play with. Uh, so I'm not necessarily talking about the talent, but rather you play with the same people over and over again. So some of the philosophies that I bring to team coaching is that I encourage critical feedback and I encourage the blaming of teammates if it is under the correct circumstances. Uh, but in solo queue, you're, you're playing with four randoms essentially, right? So the, the problem solving aspect of the game shifts completely. You don't, you don't, you no longer have like people that you can rely on or people that you can expect to do certain things, but rather you have to be dynamic and adjust the situation. So I think that would be the main difference between a solo queue player and a team player. Nathan, um, do you play a lot of, uh, do you play a lot of team play on your journey through, you know, through something like this for Red Bull solo queue? Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of my time spent playing league is with a group of friends and that really builds up the ability to play, you know, even, even if different people have different ranks, different skill levels, it really builds up the ability to play off each other, understand each other's strengths and weaknesses and know what role you yourself have to fill in the team. Um, so I was lucky to have that experience and know that, you know, if I have to be the carry, I have to be the carry. If I have to be the support, I need to be the support. As far as the Australian scene's concerned and the people that you had to actually compete against when it comes to Red Bull solo queue here, this country, to be the top and then progress to internationals, did you know a few of the people that you were competing against in the scene? There was one specifically who was playing in the top 16 with me who was a, a friend of mine who we practiced a little bit for the tournament. Um, and he played in... Uh, the relegations match for the OPL and played with avant-garde for a little bit back in the day. Uh, uh, Pluto was the, the screen tag for it. Um, but most of the other players, I may have seen their names in solo queue, but I hadn't actually known them personally at all. No. Right, this is an incredible opportunity. Uh, what does it mean to somebody like you who's coming through the scene to be given a chance to actually represent on the world stage? It feels incredible. It feels unbelievable really at the time that we played the tournament and sort of near the ending I had some friends cheering me on and I just I just had to sit there for a little bit because I couldn't quite believe that I'd won it and that I had this opportunity so I need you know I need to work myself up to get to a level that I would be comfortable with going to an international stage but I'm incredibly excited for it and it means everything to me to represent Australia. Now um Coach, uh, look, I if uh, if I happen to get a no from this answer, I completely understand because um, uh, I know how incredibly busy you are as the coach of an OPL team to take something like this on. So it's it's an extraordinary effort. But did you get much of a chance to see Nathan's games over the course of his solo queue journey? I haven't had an opportunity to see him play the 1v1 tournament, but I have met him in solo queue because Nathan's um, quite a talented player himself outside of just the tournament. He's, yeah, he competes amongst the top 1% of uh, solo queue players. Um, so I think I'd met him in, in solo queue while I was playing myself. So I have a rough grasp on, on his skill level currently. Um, and what do you think of him as a player? I mean, obviously, he's got the chops for it because he's on his way to internationals. But of the stuff that you have seen in playing against him, what, what have your thoughts been? Uh, I mean, definitely has potential. I'd say a lot of people uh, within 
when they can play to that level, have potential to uh, climb much higher. Uh, it just depends. Uh, it, it depends on how much time they have to dedicate toward the game and what kind of guidance they have. So, I mean, I, I can ho I, I hopefully can bring a um, a level of guidance to bring him to the next level, uh, so that he's international worthy. Well, if you work with um, the Chiefs OPL team is anything to go for, you're well positioned to be able to take him very far into internationals, if not all the way. Um, have you guys started having a bit of a discussion around, uh, you know, your plans for getting prepared for the international tournament of, of Red Bull Solo Q? Not yet, but we will get into it soon. What are you we hoping? Should. What are you hoping to get out of it, Nathan? What are some of the things that you'd love to learn off a, a coach like Chris? Uh, I'd really like to know, similar to what he was talking about before, I would really like to learn sort of the, the gap bridging that you need from a solo queue player to a professional player, because that's something that's always kind of eluded me in terms of watching people at the highest level play, even some people from our own region, people like uh, Schoenfire, who was someone who was an incredible solo queue player, but find it, seemed to find it very hard to make that gap across to the competitive scene. I would really like to learn that sort of, uh, what makes that gap possible and also just to improve my own skills in everything. Now, look, part of the spectacle of something like Red Bull Solo Q, uh, especially on an international level, is is we should get an opportunity to see some big stars. Is there anybody that you're actually, Nathan, hoping to cross paths with uh, in the community along the way? Uh, do you mean internationally or any of the Australian players? Internationally. Um... Well, personally, when I play League of Legends, I'm a top laner. So there are definitely some. Uh, Impact was one that I'd always really enjoyed uh, listening to about his play style. Uh, even one of our homegrown players, I believe on your own team, Pabu, I would love to have a chat with that guy because he's always a, a laugh to watch him play and talk and anything about him. Seems like a great person. Pabu's a ripper. Such great talent. Can't say enough about him. Um, but uh, we'll leave that aside because this is about you guys and about the Chiefs. Uh, what about you, Coach? Like, a, Is there anybody that you might have in mind in terms of specifically preparing Nathan for the international stage? Uh, no one in particular. I'd say, I think just make him better. Make him good and doesn't matter who comes. Do you think, and I know you probably have to say a particular answer for this, but do you think he can go all the way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's going to win the whole thing. But, I mean, real talk, real talk. I, I do have a bit of national pride. Okay, I'm proud to be an Australian. And all these people from Europe, they're looking down on our region. And I just want to say, look, Nathan's coming for you. We're going to win the whole thing. Okay? And, and just, <laughs> just don't look down on us. Uh, highlight, highlight and clip this and uh, send it out. Nathan is on his way. Cannot wait. Um, Nathan, without giving too much away, have you yourself already got a bit of a game plan in mind, uh, maybe in terms of, um, you know, from the very beginning from Champ Select, how you might go about some of these international matches? Mm, it's a couple of months until the tournament actually is uh, scheduled to happen. So, you know, there'll be a couple patches. There'll be a couple changes to the game. I think one of the things that I had the benefit of an advantage against the other players in the tournament was a lot, I think a lot of people in this tournament played what they were just inherently comfortable with rather than thinking about the best champions or the best play style for the format. Uh, 
Whereas I tried to approach it with figuring out the best champions, the best kind of builds, the best play style for it. And I think that gave me an inherent advantage. I'm going to try and continue that going for the international stage. Unreal. Now, uh, one final one here, guys. And I suppose as, um, as somebody myself who has, uh, you know, very proud of the leaps and bounds that um, uh, organizations like the OPL and the Chiefs and League of Legends in general sort of making and Australian esports and stuff like that. It's always great to see uh, these incredible global brands like Red Bull not only jump in and support teams like themselves. I know they're, they're a great sponsor of, uh, of the Chiefs, but obviously something like Red Bull Solo Q. Um, Chris, you in particular, what does it mean to have uh, you know a partner like Red Bull develop these incredible opportunities for local talent to go international? I think, first of all, I'm glad they're on our side. When <laughs> so um, that that's one thing. Um, they provide a lot of support to our team personally as well. So just from that, um, they they help our academy team and uh, academy team find new talent, but also develop our talent. Uh, and I think just being a Red Bull athlete in itself, or being being someone affiliated with the brand, gives you a sense of pride. So so th- those would be my two words. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, just uh, pride and um, pride and thankfulness. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. A hundred percent. Nathan, uh, have you have you spoken to your family about what it is exactly that's going on? Um, you know, do do they quite understand that you know you you've got so much of your life uh, and your professional career ahead of you invested in something like League of Legends and esports in Australia? Do they get what it is that you're doing and do they understand the gravitas of what is ahead of you? Yeah, I, I'm thankful to have very supportive parents. And I played, um, I've played some other games, well, card games competitively. I've played Magic the Gathering a bit competitively. So they support me. They know that I've traveled before for tournaments and all that sort of stuff. So they do understand. In fact, they were one of the first people who I told and my dad looked it up online and they saw it and checked out flights and everything so they they were very supportive and i'm happy that they could be with me on the whole journey fantastic oh look mate it's not just them but we're with you on the whole journey as well because you are representing a country not to put the pressure on you or anything like that but it'd be great for you to come home and uh bring home number one in tow but good luck for red bull solo q the international is ahead of you you guys have quite the journey ahead of you as well but i'm sure you'll do us proud thanks for your time tonight on gammon australia Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. That was a nice little catch up, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I enjoyed that. Fantastic interview, mate. Um, thank you very much to the Red Bull team. Really appreciate it. Hey, yeah, just a couple of things about um, Red Bull solo queue, mate. It was three weeks of intense competition. Get this around your head. One v one League of Legends. Sixteen finalists from over four hundred and fifty tournaments. Um, and Nathan himself, who took out the championship to represent Australia in the internationals, lost one match in each best of three played in the series. Just one. All up. Before clean sweeping the grand final oh. in a perfect 3 nothing against runner-up Joel Random Act Skews on his way to winning. So, yes. Um, incredible. But he is donning the green and gold. Uh, 35 participating countries will face awesome. off to claim the grand final title in awesome. December. Good luck, good sir. Good, good luck, luck Nathan. Godspeed. Go, you good thing. Go, you bloody good thing. Mate, we're, we're done. Going. Yep. 
We're Dunsky. Uh, what do you think of the new time? I like it. I like it I too. Like it too yes. I like it too. I don't feel as tired. No, I think I think uh, it suits the east, east, east coast. The east coast. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Suits New Zealand. Um, if you are listening to this. Actually, you're not going to give us stuff about the time because you're hearing it on the podcast. So you can listen to it whenever the hell you want. So yeah. You couldn't give a shit. Yeah. And that's fair enough. Um, yeah, fair enough. If you're watching this on Twitch right now, live and in chat, feel free to give us some feedback about what you think about the new time and we'll be more than happy to ignore it. Um, <laughs> if it's negative. Yeah, that's right. All right, mate. We're going to get the hell out of here. Before we go, uh, once again, don't forget, we got plenty going on. Friday night, is in, it's Dungeons & Dragons night. Six o'clock Australian Western Standard Time. Um, <clears throat> our brand new Roll for Damage show. 20 weeks of amazing competition. Six o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time, Friday night. Uh, the Goa G Sports Session 4 is Valorant. It's free to play and it's also free to get the game as well. Why wouldn't you? There's Why wouldn't you? A few spots left. Tournament.gameonoz.com if you want to join. $1,500 worth of PLE awesomeness. Plus, Team of Valor scores a quantum pack featuring hoodies and shakers and powders and all sorts of stuff. And, of course, this Monday, the brand new content drop, a seven-episode season one of Indie or Die, our brand new independent developer series. That's it. That's all we have time for. Nico's up next. Have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, Dan... Don't forget to bloody say, for God's sake. See you, Legends.